This Bites, discussing Milwaukee's culinary and restaurant culture. With Ann Christensen of Milwaukee Magazine and Tariq Moody of 88.9. This Bites is brought to you by Society Insurance. Welcome to This Bites, Milwaukee's culinary podcast with your hosts, food writer and critic for Milwaukee Magazine, Ann Christensen, and me, DJ Tariq, a.k.a. The Architect. On this week's edition of This Bites, we got a pop-up to talk about that uh, serves the classic hot dish and more. Then we're going to get into 2021 food trends. And then there's a really uh, interesting new restaurant and cafe that opened up in Greendale. Uh, we're going to talk about that. Anne's going to talk about that. And then Egg and Flour, Adam Powlick, uh, best known for his uh, role in Hell's Kitchen. And uh, he's going to open up another Egg and Flour. We'll tell you where that's going to be. We also have some news about some unfortunate closings in Milwaukee. Got some news. Uh, I, I first saw it on a, a Facebook friend of mine, Nathan Hex's uh, Facebook profile. He posted this thing late night. Of about a few days ago, about he started a new business with his his, his partner Laura, um, called Hot Dish Pantry. Of course, uh, the couple uh, met at well working at Bray's Restaurant. So, uh, Hot Dish Pantry is going to basically uh, serve like a, a weekly menus of uh, refrigerated, frozen, and pantry items, including pierogies, calzones, and rotating hot dish. Hence the name Hot Dish. And personal pan pizzas and pantry items as well, but they're going, they're, they're starting off some pop ups. They just had one pop up uh, yesterday. They have another one January twenty eighth from five to seven at Hawthorne Coffee Roasters, where you can you get stuff that's already cooked and heated to take home and eat right away. Um, and so it's really interesting. So they're doing these pop ups. I don't know how many pop ups they're going to do. So I guess January twenty eighth is the next one. Um, but like I was looking at the menu at the pop up. Um, the pre-orders sold out, but you can go there and try to get some uh, available during that time on January 28th. But like they have snacks, including various variety of flavors of oyster crackers. So they have like a spicy barbecue, smoked and spicy barbecue, dill and ranch flavored oyster crackers, th- Thai curry oyster crackers, and uh, something you love, chai puppy chow. You love puppy chow, don't you? I, you know, I, I do. Periodically, I do like puppy chow. Yes. Yeah, I didn't know you eat dog food. That's it. <laughs> I well, remember when you I first. Know, there's so many things you don't know about me, Tariq. I remember when I first heard that in the Midwest. I was like, people in the Midwest, because I never like in the South. That's not a thing. Like right. at least when I was raised, and I first heard it, I'm like, people eat dog food in in, in Midwest. What does what is this? What is, what is, what are y'all doing up here? Is it like anyway? Side note there, but they also have uh, pierogies. They have different fillings, so they have uh, a loaded baked potato pierogies with Parmesan, garlic, ranch, chive, sour cream. They also have prosciutto and leek pierogies. I think they should use country ham instead, mm. but that's just me. Uh, they have mushroom and kraut pierogies and a crab rangoon pierogies. I know crab rangoon's been popular. Like um, um, Flower Child did a, a crab rangoon pizza not too long ago. Oh yeah. They yeah. did it, yeah. Yeah, and they also have calzones, which is kind of like that, you know, stuffed pizza. They have a uh, creamy, creamy spinach artichoke, of course, a pepperoni classic and sopracetta pizza. They have a mushroom shervor and rosemary pizza and a beef curry. Hmm. And then we have a variety of soups, including roast chicken broth and roasted vegetables and tom yum chicken and shrimp broth with shrimp and chicken mini meatballs and Thai curry oyster crackers with the soup. Um, so they're serving their uh, flavored oyster crackers with these soups as well. Interesting. Yeah. So again, they have a pop-up on the 28th. Um, 
And then following the pop-ups, according to All Milwaukee, they will roll out weekly menus of refrigerated and frozen and pantry items, some of the stuff I mentioned before, including hot dishes. They didn't mention the type of hot dishes you're going to make. That's a Midwest thing, too. It right? is. I think it's I think it's really big up in Minneapolis, like or min- yep. Minnesota. Yeah. There was when I was there, they had uh, competitions. Oh. I, could, I, I think I judged one of them, and there was one that was so bad. Oh, my God. It was so awful. Oh, God. <laughs> Oh, man, I almost like lost it. But anyway. Oh, no. Um, so their menus will be released every Friday starting January 29th with pre-orders open on a cash drop. So, yeah, so that's Hot Dish Pantry. Sounds really cool. Coming up, we'll continue our conversation on this, Bites, with Food Trends, 2021 Food Trends. Also a new hip new restaurant in Greendale. And uh, Egg and Flour has opened up a third location. Just, just Adam's been very busy. Very, and very more. busy. That's all coming up on This Bites. We'll be right back. We make it our mission to amplify positivity, so we're starting 2021 with gratitude. Thank you for supporting the Radio Milwaukee team. Because of you, we're still here to be your work-from-home companions, your go-to for music discovery, and more. We're excited to bring you new projects this year, plus the programming you know and love. Want to help us make it? Visit RadioMilwaukee.org and click the orange heart to join today. We're back. This Bites Milwaukee's longest-running culinary podcast with Ann Christensen from Milwaukee Magazine and me, DJ Tariq. We knew we, we normally do this at the beginning of the year, but we haven't done it yet. Um, over on Bloomberg, Ann, mm-hmm. they had uh, they announced their 2021 food trends. Yep, it's a nice write-up. Um, you know, don't you normally do that in Milwaukee Magazine, like trends? You don't, don't you normally write something about that? Sometimes I've yeah, done it. Right. Yeah, this year I guess I didn't go. I didn't go down that road. But you didn't go that road. No, I guess 2020 was just a weird year. That it was know. a very weird year. Yeah, but Bloomberg. Uh, dot com. Uh, yes, I subscribe to it. I'm a weird, geeky guy that reads weird stuff. Um, but they wrote about uh, food trends. And the headline is, Pizza, soy sauce, and superfruits are food trends to watch. You also mentioned some stuff in there as well. Which is interesting. The pizza makes a lot of sense if mm-hmm. you're living in Milwaukee, right? Because it's yeah. like everybody's doing pizzas. Everybody. Like, as aforementioned Hot Dish Pantry, they're doing personal pizzas and calzones. Merriman Social... Uh, they have their little off pizza shoot called Flower and Child, mm-hmm. right? Flower and Child, Flower Child, Flower Child. There's and also then, there's also um, the caterer or the catering company Tall Guy in a Grill. The head chef for that um, for that outfit, Dana Spandit, has been doing Flower Girl and Flame, which is her own pizza trailer, and she's going to open a location as well. And. Yeah, and- and then egg and flour. Egg and flour, right. So, like, I guess this guy, not a guy, it's a woman. Kate Crater wrote this piece. Uh, pizza looks like it's becoming a trend, but it's like, it's not just your typical pizzas. People are doing, like, innovative toppings again. Like, Merriman Social's Flower Child has been doing really kind of interesting kind of toppings, like Crab Rangoon, kind of like a Taco Bell-inspired pizzas. Mm-hmm. They're doing, like, really interesting toppings. So, very fascinating. And, like, people are doing sourdough crust and... So it's uh, it's and, like you know, it seems like a very pandemic friendly food. It is, it. and also, don't you think it's a super comfort food too? I mean, pizza. Yeah, it's comforting. You handhold. It's like, yeah. I don't know. I think it like it became something like a go to pandemic food. Yeah, I like, agree. Like it's perfect because you don't want to cook. You don't want to like have 
plates and forks and you're just you're stuck at home i just eat a pizza and watch tv right exactly yeah you know um so pizza is like a huge thing the other article talks about soy sauce which i am a big proponent like i i think i talked about this maybe a couple years ago i wanted to start like a soy sauce collection Mm -hmm. which i kind of do now i kind of have a soy sauce collection which is building up i've been ordering like weird soy sauces online um like if you ever go to h mart in chicago the big one and Niles, Illinois, they have one aisle that's just soy sauce. Oh, like, wow. Just like, you know, you go down like a pick and save aisle where there's multiple items. There's one aisle just soy sauce, various prices. They call soy sauce uh, a, a, a trend of the year. Oh. Um, so like they mentioned like restaurants like in 2020 because the pandemic started doubling as grocery stores, mm-hmm. uh, which probably will be a trend. And some of these restaurants, I don't know if here, but they said, like, been selling soy sauce. Um, Momofuku, of course, David Chang's kind of uh, flagship restaurant, uh, launched their own kind of soy sauce, which I'm ordering. You can get two bottles. They're tamari and a... Uh, and a regular soy. soy. A regular and soy a regular sauce. Soy. So yeah. you ordered it? You ordered some I will of this be, I will be. Yeah, I will be ordering that soy sauce. Oh. I, have, I, have a, I, have a, I have a smoked shoyu soy sauce. In, in my pantry, I have a mushroom soy sauce, I have dark soy sauce, I have a premium soy sauce, I have a light soy sauce. Um, yeah, I love soy sauce. I think soy sauce is like people don't really like how the because most people like Kiko Man and that's it. Like soy sauce has so many flavors and yeah, very really complex um, brand. Like if you go to Mo's Food Market here off of Twenty Fifth and Clybourne, they have a good selection of soy sauce as well. Really a variety of soy sauces. Um, some soy sauce is salty. Some is not as salty. Some is very mm-hmm. robust in flavors. But uh, tamari, which is kind of a gluten-free soy sauce, um, has a different flavor. Like tamari, I think tamari you use for like sushi and stuff. And the other one you can use for marinades. There's like hmm. how you do stuff, right? So you use it a lot. Oh, it's like I use it in like food that you don't normally like. I use it sometimes like I use, I actually use MSG. Most people are like, oh, MSG is so bad. I actually have bags of MSG in my house. I love yeah. MSG. I mean, it's, it's, it's a natural ingredient. It occurs in mushrooms and cheese. It's, mm-hmm. As I don't get headaches. <laughs> I get headaches when I don't eat. Yeah. That's when I get headaches. I don't yeah, get yeah. MSG. And it's not bad for you. Um, but soy sauce adds that other flavor, like soy sauce and fish sauce. If I don't want to use salt because of my blood pressure, I use, I use other ingredients like fish sauce or soy sauce instead of salt. Yeah. Well, they have plenty of salt in them. Yeah. So, so I don't need still salt. Getting that. No, I, you don't need add, it. I had the umami. It's, mm-hmm. it's all this great. Like if you like doing potato chips and stuff, but like if I want to cook a soup, I'm not going to add salt. I'm going to add fish sauce or soy sauce to my soup when I mm-hmm. make it broth. Um, so yeah, there's like all types of soy sauce. There's Japanese, Korean, um, Chinese soy sauce. It's I'm so like, like the smoked soy sauce I have, I just, I, I add it like in rice when I cook steamed rice and little, little, little bonito flakes and, and green onions. Oh my God. That's just delightful. Hmm. And uh, I have a recipe. There's something similar like when you add like a, a, a yolk, raw yolk, and mix it in the rice. And yeah. Ooh. That sounds Simple really good. meal. Simple, comforting meal. Yeah. Um, just really flavorful and just, you know, not much effort, but a lot of flavor. Um, but the Momofuku right, has a kombu in it. Kind of a kombu, the seaweed flavor in their soy sauce. Hmm. So it adds kind of another complexity to that. The other trends they mentioned is super fruits, which, you know, so, like, remember acai, like big, yeah. a big acai bowl trend. Yeah, never. I don't think I ever had acai. Acai, like I never had it. Like I've just 
Um, probably is good. But as they say, uh, America will see a lot more of Camu, Camu, and Bariti, which I never even heard of. Uh, two high-nutrient fruits from the Amazon fighting to be this year's Moringa and Sea Buckthorn, which I never heard of either. <laughs> and, and if all goes well, the next acai, just what you mentioned. Bariti juice has the golden color of mango juice with a high concentration of vitamins A and C and minerals such as iron and calcium. Camu, Camu, which has been sold as a powder which I think I've seen people doing that, is now also being sold as a juice. It has 50 times as much as vitamin C as an orange. But most people realize our body can only absorb so much vitamin C. It's right. not like it's going gonna, it's gonna to throw it. It's, you're basically going to like pee it away. <laughs> so it's like, oh, yeah, more vitamin C is like your body can only absorb. So people are like, ah, oh, can it like, simple science says you only need so much vitamin C. You can't, you know, it's not going to absorb. So don't go crazy, I think. Um, so yeah, other things they talked about in this piece was about like a lot of food-based tech startups are, are, are growing. There's a company called Bento Box. It's like an all-in-one site for restaurants, and you have gift cards, make it easier for restaurants to like do business. Um, there's food delivery companies coming up, like trying to compete with uh, you know Eat Street and Grubhub and all those other ones. Mm-hmm. So they're saying a lot of those are popping up uh, in 2021 because the pandemic is probably going to last throughout this year. Um, other things they talked about was drinking clubs. Drinking clubs is a thing, which is basically are based on monthly subscriptions, provide a steady source of income for individual bars. So bars are doing like drinking clubs and like you'll pick up a, you know, a few bottles from your local liquor store bar, come home and then maybe have a Zoom conversation talking about those things. Mm. I've, I've been seeing that in California a lot. I was on one for a sake company, sake brewery, the other day, where people were like, the, the hosts were getting drunk. Like, it was hilarious. I had to leave because it was just so embarrassing. Like, they did a sake tour, sake brewery tour, and then they started talking, and all of a sudden, they start, some of them start slurring their speeches. Oh, my God. <laughs> You're watching them, like, talk about sake. They were getting, a couple were getting toasted on the Zoom call. But I think that's going to happen more this year, you know, um, where you go to your favorite bar. Like I can see, I can see foundation, like doing that. Like they have going to zoom talking about their cocktails and rum. Um, there's even, a a thing called the, there's the spiritual drinking game will also expand in 2021. They say, so they mentioned, uh, Chicago based sommelier, Belinda Chang made virtual boozy brunch, a Sunday event. And, Hmm. I'm reading this. So basically, they list out-of-work bartenders to make specialty drinks and registering over 2 million views in the process. This year, Chang will focus on female winemakers hosting taste in their home. So this is right in Chicago, Belinda Chang. Yeah, so it's like Zooms. So they have different seasons. So right now, they're focused on winemakers. Other things they mentioned, Miami is, uh, they call it Miami... America's power dining epicenter. Huh. Well, okay. They say, but in 2021, they say South Florida will see an influx of new residents, as Florida always does. Yeah. Um, um, several of New York's most high-powered dining rooms are making their priority going down there. So Miami is going to be this epicenter of, like, fine dining, I guess, which I thought it was already there. but Yeah, I kind of did too, but, you know. So a steakhouse, a popular New York, popular Korean accent steakhouse, Kote, 
is moving to Miami. So a lot of New York kind of powerhouses are going down there, which is interesting. Hmm. And then one thing we've seen here in 2020, they finally mentioned that chefs are going to start, chefs and restaurants do more collaborations because they feel like it helps, you know, sustain their business to collaborate, to bring in new customers. And you're going to see that grow. You're going to see more chefs collaborate on, you know, pop-ups or dinners, all that kind of stuff. So those are some of the, trends that are going to happen, culinary trends in 2021. Do you have any trends? Do you have any predictions, Anne? I'm going to be in agreement with them on a couple of things. The pizza, for sure. And um, basically, because I've been listening to you, who I think is a huge um, source of very valid predictions and how much you've been into soy for or soy sauces for quite a while. I think that one is a big one. I'm not sure about these superfoods. I, I don't, I'm super not fruits? quite sure. The super fruits, sorry. The super fruits. I'm just not 100% sure of that. I mean, those are so gimmicky and, you know. Yeah, I think they catch on with certain demographic. Yeah, I think, you know? I think these pop-ups that we're seeing are going to continue to be really big. Um, I think that people love that idea of being able to get something for a short period of time. You know, yeah. we've talked about them, you know, fat dumpling, flower child, um, you know, some of the, like, uh, these really interesting pop-ups, but you've got like maybe 12 hours or in some cases, 10 minutes to get whatever it is that you want to get. And I think people are really into that. Um, I found that to be the case with donuts. Even there's a, there's a, been a donut mm-hmm. pop up at um, at the public market just sells yep. out like crazy. So I think people are going to be continue to be big into that. So that would be a mm-hmm. prediction of mine. The other thing I think, uh, which kind of started because of the pandemic, is the concept of the ghost ghost kitchen. Ghost kitchens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we For have sure. a couple. Of, we have a few here. Um, mm-hmm. Ghost kitchens. There's one uh, inside Three Lions Pub um, in Shorewood that does tacos. Um, but yeah, absolutely. I agree with I think you. It allows people to get to do some, uh, culinary to do follow dreams of having a restaurant without the investments of a restaurant, uh-huh. especially during a pandemic. So I can see that happen a lot more often because people restaurant have space in the kitchen. They're not doing a lot of business and like, Hey, pay me some money to rent out my kitchen for a time and do your thing. Right. So I can see that ghost kitchens are, and it makes it easy accessible for people who want to get into the restaurant business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um yeah so those are some interesting trends i mean i can see a lot of these trends happening just because of uh what we're going through next uh over milwaukee magazine there's a new uh hip new restaurant cafe (laughs) in greendale can you talk about that sure it's actually a two restaurants in one it's called dia inoche the superhero i'm sorry it's like batman bruce wayne and batman at night oh right well, so it, <laughs> it combines a bakery cafe that's open during the day called Dia and a full service restaurant that specializes in Caribbean and Central and South American cuisines. And that's open at night and that's called no- Noche. Um, and uh, the first or the, the person who owns it, he also has a, a, a like a sports bar called Panther Pub in the village of Greendale. So he ended up converting a two story office building into this single story restaurant. Um, but it's kind of interesting. I mean, he, 
he definitely is an ambitious, this is an, an ambitious undertaking. Um, but uh, it's, so the, the, the cafe that's open during the day is doing, you know, coffees, cheese, um, pastries, sandwiches, things like that. But what gets really interesting is when Noche opens, which is like four or five o'clock in the afternoon, and they have a menu that's going to rotate or, or change quarterly. Um, but right now, it's um, they're featuring the foods, different uh, dishes from El Salvador, Argentina, and the Dominican Republic. And that ranges from tapas to platos to um, various sides that you can get with it. So some of the um, dishes that they're offering are, you know, everything from nachos, tostones, to Argentinian breaded and pan fried chicken or beef in a tomato sauce with fried egg. Um, La Bandera, which is a, a Dominican seasoned chicken with cranberry beans, Dominican white rice and avocado. These are just a, a couple of the, the dishes on the menu right now. Nice. Uh, next. And um, it's hip. It's hip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's hip. Uh, <laughs> next is uh, Mr. Adam Pollock is uh, kind of a local celebrity now. Yeah, yeah as you know, uh, behind uh, the guy behind Egg and Flour, who's now in Hell's Kitchen season, whatever season number. I don't, you know, I've never seen it. I watched the first episode with him on it. I, I'm happy for him, but like, it's not. I'm not a fan of that show personally. Yeah. But, but I'm happy for him. I'm like, I'm really happy for him. Uh-huh. Um, and I had his pasta yesterday, actually. Had some, uh, it's really good. Um, but Egg and Flowers, you know, we mentioned that they have a location, Bayview, and a Crossroad Collective in the East Side, and opened up a pizzeria called ENF Pizza, which is a pepperoni pizza. Oh my God, so good. Yeah. Um, I've had a couple of the pizzas too. I've had the, the they had, he had a mushroom one that was really good too. Yeah. yeah. But looks like he's expanding again. Like, He's spending like within like not even a year, third location for egg and flour. Um, I feel like it's only been twelve months when he opened Crossroad Collective. Am I right? It it seems like it, but it's been longer than that. Really? Yeah. Crossroad Collective. Yeah. Mm. Because it's it's been almost a year since he opened that location in Bayview. Oh, was it Bayview? Okay, yeah. Bayview so, opened yeah, in March of twenty twenty. So I mean, oh, we're getting right. close to maybe that. A little over a year, maybe eighteen months. Um, so he's opened a third location and it's going to be in Tosa. Wauwatosa. Yeah. Should I tell you a little bit about yeah. it? It's, it's going to be in the inside of, um, Metcalf's market. Um, and it's, it's, uh, slated to open in early March of this year of 2021. And, um, what he's going to be doing is similar to the Bayview location in that there's going to be a dining room patio, which sounds surprising in a grocery store, but you're going to be able to sit down and get your pasta um, right there in the, in the grocery store, actually. Um, and you can also get your orders to go. It's, it's all counter service. So that's very similar to what you experience at Crossroad Collective. You order at, at the counter then what happens is they're going to give you um, a pager and they'll, you'll be alerted once you get your order. And he's also going to have beer, wine, and soda as well. So, um, so it's just another way to get egg and flour and, you know, to a different uh, audience, I guess, to our West side audience. 
Yeah. So good. Congratulations to Adam on on, on all the all the stuff he's been doing. I know. Very yeah. busy man. Um, I want to like my friend says like because you know they've already recorded the season, right? And they feel like my friend was saying, uh, like he thinks he's gonna win because of all his expansion. He already knows he's won, so he's expanding right when he wins. So they they think he won the series, mm. the competition. That's his theory. Like, like it was like, why would he be expanding like this unless he won? So whose theory is this? Kenny, producer. Oh, Kenny's producer. theory. Yeah. Kenny's theory. Yeah. Kenny okay. he, he, he won Hell's Kitchen because he's expanding so much. Like, okay. why would you do that? He's going to be there for at least going to be on the season. for. He won't be kicked out for a long time. Let's put it that way. Yeah. You know, like, I guess that's how the show works. I don't know. It's kind of like, it's kind of like chopped. I don't know. Like, at least that's, you know. But anyway. Um, we do have some um, unfortunate news, and you wrote about some uh, some Milwaukee. Yeah, closings. a couple of closings. Well, one of them is um, the the temporary. We're hearing it's temporary closing of the Collectivo on Prospect, which also includes the back room at Collectivo, which is run by the Paps Theater Group. But my understanding is they're still planning, hoping. To have, um, you know, there could be live shows back there as soon as April. We'll see. This is all dependent upon how things go, I think. Um, but we're just hearing that that's a temporary closing um, of that cafe. And then, but then there's a permanent closing on Downer Avenue, which is the home of the original Pancake House. Um, that actually closes this Sunday. So that's going to be your last opportunity to get in there, to get either curbside. They have dine-in, too. But um, I've heard they've been really busy since they announced their closing. I used to go to Original Pancake House in uh, Atlanta. I used to get their, um, was it their Swedish pancakes with the lemon? No. Lingonberry, yeah. whatever it is. Lingonberry jam. Or was it lemon? Or was it a German pancake? I can't remember. It was like this big, oh. fluffy, not really fluffy, but like a almost crepe-like thing yeah but it was like had lemon stuff i don't know it's really tasty and powdered sugar that sounds good yeah much better than i much better than ihop personally um, oh god yeah <laughs> um well that's that's it for this week's edition of this bites this bites is edited by kenny perez hands crafted sonic inspiration comes from the license lab with support from society insurance and your membership Subscribe to this podcast at RadioMilwaukee.org slash ThisBites. Find us on iTunes, Spotify, NPR, Stitcher, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Remember, feedback's important, so please rate and review. And as always, Anne, stay hungry. And keep the malort cold. <laughs>